I'm Stephen Bauman, and welcome to another podcast. To actually enter into a show, especially your first show, can be very intimidating. Oftentimes, artists can feel completely paralyzed when it comes to actually committing to an art show. But really, that's the reason why we paint. We paint because we want to share our work. We want people to see our work, experience our work. And how do you know if your work isn't reaching out, doing what you intended to do? Remember, art is communication. Without the audience, our work doesn't exist. So if you feel like you want to get out and display your work, show your work, there are a lot of places that you can go to find that information. Just look up Google and look up Call for Artists. There they have forums. You can sign up and have them notify you when there are art shows that are available. It's really an incredible opportunity for you right now in this world where you can go to one place and get all the information that you need to be able to participate in all these shows, not only just here in the United States, but worldwide. So sit back and relax and listen to some advice I give to one of my coaching students when he asks me, so should I do an art show? I've never done one before. This will be my first show. Well, personally, I think that there's no time to do an art show except the present. That's the best time to do any of these things. It's, it's the epitome of what we do. If nobody ever saw our work, would we really produce any? If nobody reads your book, why write it? So I think, yes, I think the best thing you can do, and it does bring up a lot of stuff. It's like, oh my God, my first art show, you know? And so I could even remember the first time I went to go do an art show. It was an outdoor show up in Lake Tahoe, and I was six. No, I was even younger than I was 14 at the time. And I was with my art teacher, and it was an outdoor show over in Zephyr Cove, where MS Dixie, a uh, big Dixie liner on Lake Tahoe, would, would get people and take them over to Emerald Bay. It was like it's summertime, and I had this huge painting, 60 by, 60 by 40. So it was a vertical tall of, a, of an Indian teepee. It was gorgeous. It was my first most expensive painting that I had ever sold and ever painted. But there I was with a real expensive frame on a wooden easel on a windy day. Huge painting. So I can tell you that your first experience art show is something that really sticks with you. Um, but you do get a lot of interactions and a lot of feedback. So when somebody says, hey, let's see your work, you go, why, sure, because that's why you do it. And you do want to take advantage. Um, I'm surprised with all the stuff going on that there is an art show. But I kind of like the idea. Ten in, ten in the room at a time does kind of set up kind of an interesting scenario of, uh, you know, an experience. And so I think you should do that. But it does say, hmm, what is that going to look like? What do they want? Am I good enough? That's usually the first thing that hits the mind. Then it's like, how do I go and frame it? What do I do with framing? And then what happens if the wind does catch up or if somebody drops it? What if somebody passes by and pukes all over it? Is it because they were sick or is it because your paintings invoke that? I find it interesting that they're requesting to have the paintings dropped off and judged. Uh, primarily because nowadays, that used to be the old-fashioned way. Because nowadays, everything's usually online because it's just a lot less yeah. headache. You can imagine if you drop off, uh, if you have like, let's say, 
20 artists and they all drop off three paintings you got a lot of paintings to try to stack up in a room on the floor for a judge to go through and you can imagine you know you have expensive frames and canvases talk about making a hole in the canvas they're taking a lot of a lot of uh, responsibility with that um, but that's the old-fashioned way i mean i remember when i did arts for the parks back 40 years ago and you had to send in your painting physically and, it, and the painting was like around an 18 by 24 frame and you had to crate it and send it to Jackson Hole. They would uncrate them and they would have three to five thousand paintings that they would go through. If you can even think about the crating process and keeping track of the boxes and crates that these paintings came in and it was a countrywide competition. You can imagine the mess and the newspaper and the, the bubble wrap and all of that work to have pieces come in and leave again. And so I'm surprised that they are doing it that way. But having a show, you know, it's, it's, it's a really special thing. And you remember your first time, uh, definitely. It's like your first kiss. Um, I've just had so many first kisses that for me, it just, <laughs> it just, they all run together. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, there's just a lot of, a lot of stuff that goes into there. Some of them are egotistical. I mean, your work is fabulous. That's, you know, the problem, but I think it's interesting. You said, well, should I go and see the show first before I, before I do this? These are all life experiences. Um, and I don't know what you can glean from them, but the things, they're my life. And so this is my time to to discuss this, but talk about going back, you know, and seeing a show. I had the same experience when I was invited to go to Ellensburg. They had asked me if I would, you know, participate. So I was like you, well, what would that be like? Because I hadn't done a lot of art shows at that time. I was about 22, 23 at the time. I said, okay, I, you know, let's go do this. So I, just like you said, well, I should go to it first. Best Western Motel. And they cleaned out every room, which I think is just amazing and stuff. They took the beds and everything and put it all in storage. And every artist got their own room to decorate like a little mini gallery, which was really like awesome. It's expensive because you had to pay for the, you know, three nights or four. Really cool. Really cool. Um, but then I went to go see the show and, you know, this, so many people are uncreative. First thing, I show up there with a, a good friend of mine. Who, she was also an artist. And we both had these white woolies. You know, because if I'm going to spend some time doing something, I want to be noticed. So I had these woolies, which are chaps that are made of um, Angora goat. You know, white. So I had those on, a cowboy hat. Uh, I had spurs that jingled, jangled, and jingled. So I show up dressed up like this cowboy at this art show. I don't know if you can even imagine this, but you know, we kind of stood out of the crowd. So when we went from room to room to room, but what a disappointment it was to see these artists that were just sitting there with this empty motel room, which, you know, isn't really an exciting place to be, especially in an old Best Western in the middle of Washington State. But I digress. Um, so I walk in these rooms and... You know, they're sitting there reading a book or watching TV, and they've got these little pathetic A-frames, and they've got their six or eight paintings in there. 
and they're sitting there watching television and people are walking in and out and I thought oh this is just pathetic you yeah some people tried some people tried you know it's like and we were driving home to San Francisco where I lived at the time and I was like so what am I going to do that's going to like blow them away so imagine this I get an empty room and I took old carpet tubes you know what carpets are are wrapped around and I created tree trunks with them so then I got a hold of bolts and I'm talking about bolts of black material and I blackened the entire room uh, from floor to ceiling and these these tree trunks that I had um, actually supported the material on the ceiling so the ceilings were so they were pushed up there and all of the material from end to end so you're literally walking into a dark room with tree trunks. And on my way to the show, I stopped at all places, Mount Shasta, and I cut a bunch of tree boughs so that when I had you know, set up these trees I, up on the top above the ceiling, I had tree boughs you know, that were stuck into, the, into these carpet tubes that all had texture on them with stucco of tree bark on them. Even the tree uh, branches that came off of the, the tree trunk were connected to dimmer switches so you could turn a branch and turn the lights on and off on the pane. And within that space I took plain doors and covered them with, with uh, uh, carpet so when you stood in front of the walls they were the size of doors. And then I filled the room with music from Dances with Wolves, along with night sounds. And as you walked in, you know when you walk into a, a um, motel room, you have a bathroom? That was a problem. How was it going to cover that? So I got a large four foot by, by eight foot panel um, of paneling, and I cut a hole in it and got an old window frame. And I stuck a window in there and then blocked out the bathroom and it had a lantern that was flickering in there. And so when you walked in, you had dances with wolves playing night music. Everything was pitch dark with these beautiful lights hitting the, the paintings. I had a line of people. I had a line of people going down the hallway waiting to get into the room. It was spectacular. That's making an entrance. So, yeah, it's kind of good sometimes to kind of check to see what people are doing originally. You know, see what you're walking into. But if you're just going to an art show, it's like you just want to be the biggest, the best there. And you can just even do that with your artwork. So, yeah, if you had to go pre-view um, an art show before you entered it, that would be crazy. Because sometimes they only have one show and then they don't have any more. So you don't want to take a chance of that. But my suggestion would be to participate, be part of that show, be seen. But don't just be seen, be counted. What would you do to make your artwork, you know, show up? Your artwork's great, but you know, you could put some beautiful framing, have beautiful name tags. You want to have people walk by your work and go, wow, this is an artist that's prepared. Edward, who's part of our, our group. Yeah, so we, uh, you know, we were talking and I said, oh, Edward, you know, they're having an art show, the, the major art show for oil painters of America. And he's only been with yeah. me about a year. 
And so he, he, you know, I said, you should sign up. I said, are you a member of Oil Painters of America? And he goes, no. And it was like about three weeks before the show. And before they were looking for artists for their, their big show, their national show, which is huge. And so I said to, to Edward, I said, oh, you should sign up for OPA and then um, uh, submit your work for this major show. I think you can get in. And he goes, oh, and I said, yeah, but he's always, you know, ready for anything. So he says, okay. He's very coachable. So he said, okay. And so he entered uh, OPA, got accepted, and then he immediately submitted his work just by the deadline, just by the deadline. And he got into the show. Yeah, had he just kind of waited and said, well, it's inconvenient. I'll do it next week. You know, it's like yeah, or next year, you know. Let me see how the show turns out. I don't even know what show this is. You know, why am I doing it? He wouldn't have gotten in. Yeah, yeah. So as far as pricing, you know, I start off all artists. If everybody would just charge $2 a square inch, that would pretty much be the standard and people would get used to it. But people go, I live in in Oklahoma, back in the sticks, nobody would buy my painting. And my suggestion is, well, get your paintings out of the Oklahoma, you know, uh, town. So if you're, so you set your price at a certain price and you set that price knowing that galleries might take us up to a half. In this particular instance, they're going to be taking 30%. That should already be built into your prices. Well, the, the, the one thing that I do suggest is that you you know, take the frame amount and double that on top of the $2 per square inch. But you you want to have a certain retail that's consistent. And so if your paintings are selling for $1,000 on your website, they would sell $1,000 at a show. And if the people are taking 30% or 50%, that's just part of it. So yeah, and the pricing thing, you want to make sure that you're consistent. Because you don't want to have somebody go, oh, well, you know, I was at a gallery and his work is twice the price there. Wait till he's having a show and you can get it for half off. That's really not a good way to start uh, getting collectors together that are excited about your work. So the, so the final price is consistent. You know, when you buy a BMW, pretty much all of the dealerships have an, kind of an agreement that they stay at a certain price range otherwise. If they can find a BMW for half off at another place, you, you know, you're kind of undercutting the whole marketing idea of what a BMW is. So there you have it. There's no perfect time to have your first art show. So my suggestion is just get out and do it. Fill out that form, send, submit your work. Don't wait a year. Don't wait till you're good enough. You'll always be invited next year, even if you don't get in this year. If you'd like to get more information about what we do in my coaching program or in my television show, my YouTube videos, my paintings, please feel free to go to my website at www.stephanbauman.com and there you can register for a free book, Everything I Know About Painting. If you'd like to get more in-depth information of how coaching can work for you, please just go ahead and give me a call at 415 6069074. So till our next podcast, always remember to do good work and paint with passion. Have a grand day.